serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Wednesday's portion of the program is brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing and Electrical. Two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. Hey, we're an hour away from the mayhem. Mayhem. Midterm mayhem. Uh, join us for that every day at 4.05. We bring you the madness, the mayhem. That is the 2022 midterm election. We've got some new poll numbers. Uh, we're searching for Biden Hobbs. Biden Hobbs. We've got an update. Uh, plus, Jan Brewer, former Arizona governor, our election if insider. She comes will join out us. and she sees her shadows. Does that mean four <laughs> more years of Republicans in the White House? Uh, I don't know. In, in the uh, governor's chair? <laughs> Uh, one of the big uh, pieces of news today, obviously here locally, it is uh, that Robert Sarver is going to sell the Phoenix Suns. Um, Adrian Wojnarowski, yes, ESPN, N- NBA insider. Was it the public outcry? By all accounts, and, and, and the people I've talked to around the Suns and in the NBA, it absolutely did accelerate his decision to sell both the Suns and the Mercury. Was there a choice to keep the both? Did he say Mercury? Mercury. He did say Mercury. Who says Mercury? He did. Becky you Lynn, you're a news person. Isn't that the incorrect way to say it? Well, it kind of took me by surprise. <laughs> there you go. Would be mercury. <laughs> All right. Misogyny. Mercury. He's dropping the N-word. He's treating women. He's going up to women saying, do I own you? I'm just checking. Do I own you? I mean, those are the reports that we have. Yes. All right. So let's get into this. Joining us now from 98.7 FM. Arizona Sports Station, our buddies uh, Burns and Gambo. All right, fellas, let's get into this. Um, you know, there's a lot to talk about, and I think the first thing we're going to talk about is this. Why sell now? Why is, why is we'll start with you, Gambo, why, why sell now, and, 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 and what's the deal? I, I don't get why he's selling now just a week or two after this investigation came to fruition. I did speak with him for a short time today by phone. You spoke with Sarver. I did speak with him today. So we had a short conversation. He realized that it wasn't an option to be able to hang on for a year and come back. And the toll it had taken on his family. I mean, it had taken a tremendous toll on his family. So, uh, you know, he thought that he could serve that suspension, come back. Uh, but that just wasn't going to be the case with sponsors and what you know, what players were saying and sponsors were saying and government officials were saying. And another one of the, the minority owners, what he said. At that time, he realized that it was time to sell. When was the writing on the wall, Bernsey? When was the writing on the wall? Yeah, uh, I, think, I think the PayPal was the big day. I, I think I think John Najafi on Thursday night, the minority owner, and then the next day, PayPal saying, look, if we love the Phoenix Suns, but if Robert Sarver is the managing part, we're out. We're not going to do this anymore. I have to imagine there were more behind the scenes like PayPal. That was just the only one that we heard about at this point. And, and I think, look, by doing it now, at least, if nothing else, what Robert Sarver has done is spared having to put his players and his general manager and his coach in the position of having to either A, defend him, or B, call for him to be removed when the team has their media day in less than a week. I mean, that could have been a very potentially awkward situation that is just, I'm not trying to credit Robert, but I'm just kind of painting this picture that if he had done nothing, Hmm. next Monday would have been a mess for Monty and James and Book and Chris Paul to have to address this. And he kind of spared them all that by doing it now. So uh, the next question is, uh, what happens from here? Because it's not an overnight thing. And who are the potential suitors here, you know, that might look at this? Because you've got 11 other owners who don't have the money 
for to, for the one point eight billion overall to buy everybody out. I'm going to defer to Gambo on this one because I know he's done some background work on how exactly this thing might go. Well, John Najafi uh, is, is super rich, mm-hmm. one of the minority owners. I mean, he's much richer than Robert Sarver. So if he did want to buy the team, he could. I spoke with somebody very close to the uh, process and the ownership group today and said there's a lot of moving parts. I mean, it, it depends on the agreement that the partners have with Robert Sarver. Now, there's been some reports that Robert has the right to sell the team outright on his own, but he only owns 35% of it. There may be something in that agreement that allows the partners to match an offer or the, you know, so we're questioning whether it's, does Robert just sell his 35% or does he sell the whole team? And to sell the whole team, does he need the other partners to agree to that? Because when, like, when Jerry Colangelo sold the sons to Robert Sarver, all of the other owners had to be on board and say, okay, we'll do this. So a lot of questions right now. We don't know what that partnership agreement is. There is a report out there that he does have the right to sell the entire team, not just his share, but the entire team. So if that is the case, then he would have the opportunity to kind of sift through the bidders. Now, ultimately, it's up to the NBA to approve whoever it is that's purchasing the team. So, I mean, Robert can say, I'm going to sell it to Chad, and then the NBA would say, let's investigate Chad and make sure we want to let Chad into our little club. The NBA still has that right to be able to do that. I, as far as potential suitors, guys, I'll tell you the guy whose name has come up more than anybody is probably Bob Iger, the former yeah. Disney chairman. Yeah. We, I've seen his name a ton, a ton, as mm-hmm. wanting to be a guy who gets into the NBA fraternity in the club. Whether he comes up with the highest bid, I don't know. The last time an NBA franchise was sold under these circumstances, it was the Clippers, and it went for about $2 billion when yeah. I was all said. Uh, we've got Burns and Gambo uh, here in studio from 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. We're talking about Robert Sarver. He says he's going to sell the Suns today. Gambo, you brought this up. He said it's taken a, a big toll on his family. Yeah. Um, I also read, uh, he said, uh, he has cited, and I quote, unforgiving climate. You know, he can't, he, he can't, you know, stay on because no one will forgive him. This guy crapped in his bed. He's got to lay in it. I don't feel bad for him because of what he did. I've got 25 examples here right on my screen about stuff he did. He's passing around a picture of his wife in a bikini. He's talking about certain types of sex he had with her. I mean, he's going around saying, I need to wear certain types of, let's just call it protection, uh, because, of, you know, didn't there really be? And I'm just like, this guy is gross, man. Yeah. Yeah. He acted like a pig, and now he's trying to play the victim. And I don't like that. He treated women like they were personal possessions. There are all these examples here. And now he's coming out. He tells you, oh, it's a toll on his family. That's your fault, man. There's no that's question. He brought that upon himself. He yeah, brought it upon himself. He acted more like a teenage boy than he did a, a, a 55 to 60 year old guy in, that that owns an organization and is the uh, the leader of an enterprise. You yeah. know. Um, so the big question was: Did he you know, forego his fiduciary duty to the to the owners and everybody? And that, but that doesn't matter now. I mean, he has agreed to sell the team. But yeah, he brought everything that he's dealing with right now. He's got a wife. He's got three sons. They've had to deal with a lot. And he brought that upon himself. It's, you know, for him, I mean, he's got nobody to blame but himself. Yeah. Bernsey Gambo, nice to have you on the show. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Thanks for uh, coming on, talking to little Robert Sarver. Thanks, guys. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Okay, KTAR.com, KTAR.com, the Gatos Big Q. Here's what I got, right side Big of the page. Q. Make sure you're voting. Uh, Governor Ducey has sent more shipping containers to the border. Uh, Nogales this time. So do you support, as I like to call it, the Great Wall of Ducey? 
Yes or no? 69% say yes. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people out there. And uh, what else? They're trying. What, what this you, is all the Hail Marys right? that you can do because everybody is sick and tired of watching what's happened and nothing gets done about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even when Trump came out with his idea for the wall and all that stuff, why not? Why not? And then people say, oh, it's racist. No, it's not. It's not racist, for crying out loud. Let's stop. How stop is it you. racist if Trump does it, but if if Obama does it, and it wasn't did it. racist and did it? Yeah. Well, it's the spirit in which it was done. No. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. So we got we got the new shipping containers. They're headed. Uh, they're, 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 it's not just Yuma now. You know what I would do? It would be hilarious. Oh, no. Have you seen those shows where those people turn their shipping containers into these houses? Yes. How great would it be if they re-rolled over there and these people had just turned those things into little houses? So who would live in them? Well, whoever wants them. They just roll on in there just and they decided on? to turn it into a uh, little mini house. I don't think I'd want to live right on the border in one of those things. Huh. Passing through, maybe put a turnstile on, you charge, know, a charge people as they cruise through. See, this is why you should not be in politics. Uh, yeah, that and the fact that I'm not insane. Yeah, that's true. You have to be insane to be in politics. All right, so where are these uh, shipping containers going? According to Santa Cruz County Sheriff David Hathaway, about 90 shipping containers showed up at the Nogales National Guard facility a few weeks ago. Kagan 9 reached out to Governor Ducey's office, who confirmed they had containers in Nogales, although they are still planning on where they can use them. They are considering parts of the border in Santa Cruz, Pima, and Cochise County. All right, Have so you thought about Martha's Vineyard? <laughs> As for our border in Nogales, Sheriff Hathaway says he doesn't think it will work. Uh-oh, now we've got a sheriff saying it's not going to work. Why? The border here in Nogales is very different. Than you. It's very up and down, a lot of canyons and arroyos, and not really conducive for those flat shipping containers. All right, a little tough to hear. Yeah. Uh, the, it's, uh, Nogales is different than Yuma. The geography of it's there are hills, there are canyons, there are all that kind of stuff to make uh, a fence. And I understand that some of them have fallen over in Yuma. They kind of stack them up and they weld them together. So okay, so he's now talking about the one that kind of fell over. I guess the the wind. Yeah, yeah. Our border kind of snakes up and down the hills and mountains. So I don't know if that concept will work. There. No, probably right. won't. But mm. it, it again. What is the alternative? Nothing. That's being done. We're finding out that that's not working. Okay? That's that's not working at all. The do-nothing doesn't work. The right. None of these things are working the way that they thought they were. Because unless, of course, your goal was to let in two and a half million people before the end of the year. Uh, How many year. people have been in, have, have come over this year? Two and a half million. How many people usually come over? Uh, not that. Not that. These are records. Back-to-back years. He's setting records. You know what? My, uh, you, you got uh, old Aaron Judge out there in uh, you know New York chasing a record, and so is Biden. <laughs> He's also chasing a record. Once a home run record, that's cool. The Biden record, let's keep letting people in for no reason whatsoever, is not cool. Yeah. And, well, uh, we asked Blake Masters, the Republican running for Senate, joined us yesterday. Uh, do we need to change our asylum laws? And he says no. Because that's what I asked him. You become senator. You want to you want to change these asylum laws because you could come in and claim asylum. And we don't know if you're telling the truth or not. And he said, no, what we need to do is the, the, 
the the folks who are coming here from Central America, they got to stop in Mexico, claim asylum there. Yeah, it's, we all know that's not going to happen. Though. Yeah, that's the problem, and that's and that was the whole thing is the remain in Mexico policy worked because you had to remain in Mexico. Sure, apply for asylum, but you got to remain there. So if you fled Afghanistan and you didn't get one of our, uh, we're going to get you out of there, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, even though we abandoned you, mm. and you fly and you get to Canada. You have to apply in Canada, and you can apply for asylum there, and you can apply for asylum here. These are the first this, – that's the safe haven, and it's the first country you've encountered that's safe for you. So we do that in Canada, but we don't do that oh, We do that in every other country. Right. I know. We just don't – we just decide, hey, it's no big deal. You can come across the border and stay here. We're, we're fine with that. All right. Coming up next, we get the 3.30 newscast with Becky Lynn. She's going to read it, right? She is. You and I are going to interrupt, react to the day's top totally stories. Are. It's a segment at 3.30 every day we call Holding Up the Headlines. Holding Up the Headlines. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. Oh, it's 3.30. And you know what that means. It's time for us to hold up the headlines. Becky Lynn, what do you got? Phoenix Suns and Mercury owner Robert Sarver is looking for a buyer for the teams following his recent suspension. Robert Sarver announced today he's begun the process of looking for a buyer following his recent one-year suspension and $10 million maximum fine. The punishment came after a month-long investigation into workplace misconduct, including sexism and racism. Following the investigation, multiple NBA players called the league's punishment not enough for Sarver. In a statement released this morning, Sarver says, he had hoped the one-year suspension would give him time to atone, but claims forgiveness is not possible in today's climate. Colton Krolak, KTAR News. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news, while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Not never had anything against Robert Sarver. I mean, you know, he was a bad owner for a while, and the Suns were were awful. But he righted the ship. He hired some good uh, people, and and now we look at the Suns, and they're very, you know, they're they're a good, they're a great team. Here's the thing, though. This guy acted like a pig. And yeah. now he's telling us, uh, you know, I-, I can't own the team because you people won't forgive us. And I'm like, don't blame us. You're the guy that made crude jokes. You're the guy that was using the N-word on all these occasions. You were belittling your employees. I mean, you were the one that had lewd comments in front of all staff meetings. Listen, it's your fault that this has happened. You want to talk to women and say, do I own you? Because that's the quote. This is what happens. This is what happens to you, Robert Sarver. So so you're to blame, but he's blaming everybody else. Now the question is, who's it going to be? And Bob Iger's name tosser. Bob Iger doesn't have that kind of money. It's $700 million. I don't know who like that, is. that Who is that? The guy used to run uh, basically everything in Hollywood and then right. some Disney and everything. But uh, these are the kind of people that go and get the other venture capitalists who have $10 billion to throw up money for this. So, and he could be the face of it. But uh, people, you know what? New owner coming in. How fast? Uh, that remains to be seen. We're holding up the headlines. Arizona's rising real estate. A new report finds just how high rents have risen in the past year, and several Arizona cities definitely stood out. KTAR's Luke Forstner joins us live from the News Center with the story. Oh, Becky, the increase in monthly rent is striking. 
over 27% rent growth nationwide year over year, which for real people, you're talking about $600 change in rent. And Jonas Bordeaux, CEO of rental marketplace website Dwellsy, says they found Phoenix rose even more than the national average. Phoenix is the 38th most expensive market to rent in across the country. The 12 month change in rent is over 45%. But Tucson was hit even harder with a 124% median rent increase over the past year, making it the fastest growing rental market in the entire country. Live from the News Center, Luke Forstner, KTAR News. Did he say Tucson? What? Tucson? Tucson? People were renting in Tucson? Well, yeah, because they can't rent in Phoenix. It got more expensive. I understand that, but that's bizarre. Well, uh, and I know that we make fun of Tucson and all that, but there's a reason that we make fun of Tucson. Well, I mean, you got to think That's about That's not this. a place you really want to live. I'm sorry. You're it's coming here and uh, Tucson is... Cheaper? It, well, yeah, it's cheaper. Gonna, yeah, so it's, the, it's still cheaper, but so it, we may be more expensive, but their rent could have jumped higher. I'd rather yes. live in a cardboard box in Phoenix than live in a okay. nice big mansion. That yeah. could be arranged. Mm, could be. Both Careful there. Careful. What do you mean careful? Well, I don't mean... Might get what you wish for. You you know in, do you want to rent in Tucson? Well, I'd rather live in a in Tucson than in a cardboard box or a shipping container. I would rather live in one of Ducey's shipping containers than Tucson. We're holding up the headlines. Arizona votes. We're less than 80 days, or rather less than 50 days away from the crucial midterm elections. There's a brand new poll of 650 likely Arizona voters that shows the race for Arizona Secretary of State is tight. Pollster Mike Noble with OH Predictive Insight says Republican Mark Fincham has a five-point lead over his Democratic opponent, Adrian Fontes. Importantly, one quarter of likely voters, or 25%, are still unsure as to whom they'd vote for. And the poll also shows incumbent U.S. Senator Democrat Mark Kelly holding a 12-point lead over Republican challenger Blake Masters. Now, a national election data organization, Decision Desk HQ, is projecting that incumbent Kelly has a 73% chance of beating his Republican opponent, Masters. Valley political expert Chuck Coughlin credits the early lead to Kelly's fundraising and to the unaffiliated voters, but stresses the only poll that truly matters. Is election day. Yeah, and uh, the uh, what did he have? Uh, Noble had a uh, was it Carrie Lake or somebody by like fifteen? At Lake plus eighteen. Yeah. So he also uh, predicted Martha McSally would beat Kirsten Cinema. Yeah. I don't. I don't buy any of that. Polls, I don't. You know what? I, I don't buy into the polls. Here's well, the they're th- not getting any of them right. No, but that specific poll doesn't get anything right. The issue is, can he raise any money for the next six weeks? And I'm going to say who's that? Uh, uh, Masters and Masters has. Because they pulled out all the Republicans, including Mitch McConnell, pulled out all of their fundraising. They're not doing anything for them. And I think they're looking at this as a lost cause. Dude, I just saw a poll that said Masters is down by a couple points. And Becky Lynn, you said this poll was what? Uh, it's Kelly plus what? 4,000. Uh, 12 point lead. 12 point lead. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Again, let's just say it. Again, what was it? Lake plus 18. That was a pretty, pretty big mistake. The only one that matters is voting day. We're holding up the headline. Most of the South Valley and parts of Central Phoenix expected to get washed out in the rain today. Austin Jameson with the National Weather Service says stay off the roads if it starts to get heavy. It's going to be highly variable. The main thing is motorist safety. You don't want to drive through flooded roadways, especially if completely submerged the road. Then you want to stay out of those. Thank you for the mumbles. What is the mumbling? Jameson says this week's our last hope of monsoon moisture. That could be key considering our rainfall totals are actually less than half of 2021. I didn't hear any of that. Basically, he's saying if it's raining, watch out on the roads. Thanks a lot.
Appreciate that. How much rain are we going to get? What, what do you think? <laughs> we get another. Yeah, I think there's going to be another bout of it come through. I'm looking at the radar. And so people who have already had rain, and we had some heavy rain when I was we heading did. in. And I'm looking at a storm system that's coming in again later on this afternoon. It's mm. huge going hey, to uh, the valleys. Hey, so. Becky Lynn, remember if it rains, use your uh, windshield wipers. Yes, I will. Still on the roads? Are you, are you finished in there mumbling? Uh, yes, I'm Okay, yes. So, so still on the roads. From fellow motorists flashing rude gestures to those flashing guns, anger on the highways seems to have reached epidemic proportions, and you may be surprised to find out where road rage is the worst. At least according to a survey by Forbes advisor, Utah has the greatest huh. incidence of drivers honking at each other, huh. tailgating each other, and cutting each other off. Linda <laughs> Miller of suburban Salt Lake City is not surprised. We've just become so rude and aggressive instead of being kind and letting someone in. Utah Highway Patrol Sergeant Cameron Roden says most road rage is just rude, but... A lot of those behaviors are very dangerous and they do cause a lot of accidents. 22% of U.S. drivers in the survey say they have witnessed a crash caused by road rage. Jim Ryan, ABC News. I don't really know what to say about that. We're 31st, right? I think that's what I saw. We were 31st. So and we're, Utah's number one? I'm Utah's number one. expecting that. Yeah, they're, they're very uptight up there. Unbelievable. I guess. You know, they're we're 31. It's not bad. Well, I thought we'd be a top 10. I did, too. When I, I saw really this, I'm did. like, we got to be yeah. in the top 10. Well, because we got, we got the heat rage, you know, when it gets hot. Yeah. It's got the heat rage. Right. You got, you got that. <laughs> uh, we got rain. Boy, people do not like to be cut off around here. No. I no. am one of them. I am one of them. I will follow you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not getting in trouble. All right, we're holding up the headlines. All right. Right now, there are 770 dogs and only 755 kennels in Maricopa County's animal care and control shelters. Kimberly Powell with the shelter calls this a crisis and asks you to consider adopting. By adopting them, you're saving other animals' lives because now we have space to put in other animals who are maybe in a tough situation themselves. 401 pets were surrendered in August, up from 172 same month last year. Powell explains the department's getting creative to create space like doubling up some of the animals and splitting kennels in half. Who's surrendering their pet? Who would do that? A dog people, mom or a dog dad would do that. COVID's over, so we, right. can be, we can hang out with people again. So <laughs> this, I don't need you. Thanks for hanging out with me you for the last year and a half. Are you joking? I don't think you're joking, no, actually. No, I'm serious. How many stories do we did during COVID? It's like, all right, I got to stick around here. All right, I might as well get a dog. Yeah. What, are they sick of their dogs now? Yeah. Or, or some in some instances, people go back to work and maybe they don't want to leave the animal in their house alone. They haven't trained it well, perhaps. Yes, because they were home all the time. Because so they, they were home and, all the time. And the other thing, too, is not only that, but with rents going up and things like this, people are being forced to move. And, and, you know, the boomerang, mm-hmm. you know, going, and so it's. Well, and, and you know, for, for care of a pet, for food, for medical and, and all costly. that kind of stuff, it is costly. It's and very costly. It's not a real fun economy these days. Mm-mm. I will take those 440 dogs. I, I, was, I got it. I knew you would step up it. and do that, Gatos. I got I it. Just Where are you it. taking them? Haven't decided. Oh, let's not ask that question. Holding up the headlines. All right, it's wet out there. Make sure you use your windshield wipers. What else, Becky Lynn? Make sure you slow down because it's wet. That's right. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. You know? This one's important. I mean, they're both important. Turn your lights on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I know. Okay. Hey, little uh, things in life, right? It's not hard. It's not hard. It's holding up the headlines. We do it every day at 3.30. Becky Lynn reads the news. Uh, You and I are a little bit snarky. (laughs) What has got into you suddenly? What do you mean suddenly? It's the weather. No, it's just, I think it is. No, I think it's, it's him mumbling. I don't know. Oh, you I don't know, know what? He's, I think he's right. It started after the mumbling. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. <laughs> Coming up next. Chad, what do you want to talk about next? You know what? Uh, Democrats hate America. <laughs>
On America. Do Democrats really hate Americans? Uh, Americans? Not Americans. Um, they don't like America like uh, Republicans like America. Is that so? Yeah. Exactly. Fantastic. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, coming up at 4.05, it is midterm mayhem. Mayhem. Uh, at 4.05 every day, we bring you the madness, the mayhem. That is the 2022 midterm election. Every day, you know you're going to get something on the midterm election at 4.05. Uh, we're going to talk to former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer, our election insider. I'm going to ask her about Katie Hobbs running for governor. Is, is, is her, the way that she's running her campaign, is it backfiring? Hmm. All right, we're going to discuss that. The way that Katie Hobbs is running her campaign, is it doing more harm than good? That's at 4.05. Do you love America? Sure do. You think it's the greatest country on earth? I do. Well, I think we have our problems. Of course. Yeah, of course I love this country. I don't want to be anywhere else. Uh, 37% of Democrats agree with this statement. America is the greatest country in the world. Wait, how many? 37%. That's a really low number. Yeah. 70% of Republicans Agree with it. Yeah. 24% say it's uh, it's great, but not the greatest, where it's 55% of uh, Democrats that say it's great, but not the greatest. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. You know, like when you, when you go past a car or a truck and they've got an American flag on it? Yeah. Why do I always think that's a Republican? And why is it usually a Republican? Because... But isn't that weird? I just I never weird, understood you know. that. Yeah, and it's sad because I've got lots of friends who are, are Democrats and who love this country and think it's the greatest. Here's what I would like to have asked. Okay, okay if, if America's not the greatest, what country is? Yeah, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to Canada? Yeah. I don't know. No, well, that's just it. Well, yeah, Canada's great. Fantastic. Canada doesn't have to do anything. They don't have to spend. They can give you all the free health care they want, and they can have one guy with a gun to protect their country because they're our top hat. Right. When we say greatest country, it's like, well, I I loved Spain, right? Yeah. I loved, you know, Greece. I, I, I love Italy. I like going and checking out. Yeah, they're know, great the, countries. But would I want to live there? I always ask myself, would I want to live there? And the answer is always no, no. I think that we get bogged down with the problems that we have in society. You know, we've got the school shootings. We've got the mass shootings, right? We've got politics that's so ugly. You know, we've got all the, the Trump noise. The, you know, we get, we got Biden, who no one really thinks is doing a good job. And then it's like, okay, but you still love America, right? Yeah, because America is not those people. And I think that's just it. Here's the thing about America. We are an experiment in self-governance, right? We, we, we got ourselves independence, and the first thing they said, hey, George, you want to be king? George is like, no, we fought to not have a king. We're going to govern ourselves. Right. And we did this great experiment. And ha- do we have issues? Of course. Yeah. Look around the globe. Show me a nation that doesn't have issues. Look around the globe. Show me some place that doesn't have a past that's dark and sordid. By the way, where we started, we're still a puppy compared to many of these other nations that are that are several hundred and even thousand plus year old. And here we are. And the advancement that we have, what we do for the rest of the world, what we've given to the rest of the world. You don't want to know what scared me even more than this. This is scary. Mm. Capitalism. Oh, boy. Democrats 
have a favorable view of capitalism, only 44%. Socialism, 53%. That's absurd. You're absurd. You're an idiot. And that by the way, absurd. when you say, I, I'm a socialist like the people in, you know, the Nordic countries, they're capitalists. They have a higher income, uh, taxable income in certain areas. But the reality is they are not socialists. They're free market capitalists. And they'll tell you that. Mm. They tried socialism. It failed. Socialism is Venezuela. And the Venezuelans, as we all know, went to Martha's Vineyards. And what happened there? Well, the uh, socialists there kicked them out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So there you go. Some Democrats don't think America is the greatest country in the world. All right. Coming up next, midterm mayhem. Mayhem. He hangs out with Sandy Hook conspiracy theorists. Will Arizona actually vote for this guy for Secretary of State? That is coming up next.